0: Welcome to Pastor Matters, the podcast of the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We hope this conversation will both equip and encourage you to lead healthy churches that make disciples for the glory of God. Hi, I'm Brandon Ward.
1: And I'm Ron Jorlach.
0: We want to thank you for listening to another episode of Pastor Matters. Brother, it is so good to be back with you It's been a few weeks since we've been together, it seems, and so today I'm I'm happy to be in the room with you yet again. Today I want to discuss friendship with you, Mm. uh, specifically the importance of friendship in the life of a pastor. So I've heard from a few pastors uh, recently, uh, and even in the past, that they feel it is harder for them to develop uh, closer friendships than the average church member. Uh, would you agree with that?
1: uh ah, well first off uh it's it, it's good that we're having this conversation uh in the same room uh that we're not having this conversation from a distance or anything like that. Uh, definitely appreciate your friendship. Uh, and um, yeah we, we do uh have issues. Um, uh, there are several pastors that have these these friendship problems. uh it, It's becoming a a category now of the lonely pastor. Uh, the, the one who, who goes in, does his work week in, week out, uh, and, and carries a lot of burdens uh, and has a lot of, of, of issues that he's, that he's working through personally, a lot of issues that he's working through uh, pastorally uh, as he's shepherding the flock. Uh, perhaps issues at home with his, with his wife and his children as they navigate ministry as well. Uh, and unfortunately, there are a lot of pastors that just simply don't have anyone to turn to. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, this is a, it's becoming a growing problem, uh, not just societally. It seems like we're becoming more disconnected and we're mm-hmm. substituting uh, lesser things for true friendship, uh, but it is definitely an issue among pastors as well.
0: Yeah, and I want to be sure that we're clear on what we're saying when we're saying the word friend. Uh, as we're using this word, what we mean is that there are people in our life that we can turn to in times of trouble. Uh, someone who knows you as much as you know them. Uh, someone you can celebrate with. Someone who holds you accountable and vice mm-hmm. versa. What we're not talking about It's just acquaintances or Facebook friends uh, that you have never met in person and that there's really no real interaction beyond just commenting and liking each other's statuses. We're talking about real close friendship.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, The way that I, I tend to define friend is, uh, is someone that you could uh, be apart from for a long period of time mm. and come back together and just pick up right where you left off. Mm. It's yeah. like you never skipped a beat. You never missed a step. Uh, it's also the person, uh, not just the person that you want to hang with, but the person who will, uh, who will be there at your bedside. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, Someone the,
0: you can do life with.
1: Exactly, exactly. Uh, if you're sick and you're in the hospital, who will you call? Uh, if you won't call that person, chances are that person's not a close friend. Uh, but the ones who will show up, those are the ones that will be your close friends. And so, yeah, yeah, it's it's very important uh, uh, for pastors to to have friends, uh, deep, close friends. Uh, and one of the struggles I think for many is that they just don't have them.
0: Mm. So we've talked about a little bit about friendship. Why is it important? For pastors to cultivate these types of intimate relationships with individuals, both within the church, uh, but also outside the church?
1: Mm. Well, the simple answer is uh, because pastors are human. <laughs> right. uh, pastors are human, and God made us humans to be relational creatures. Uh, we are created in the image of God, and God is a relational God. We, we speak of the, the bond, this, this uh, unbreakable bond between the Father and the Son and the Spirit. Uh, and this has gone from all of eternity and will continue uh, into eternity. Uh, it, it is unbreakable. Uh, And the Lord created us in his image in order uh, uh, to display uh, this glory of his. And part of that is this relation, uh, this relationship. Uh, so he created humans to be relational to love one another to to be close to one another. Uh, think of the Lord's high priestly prayer in John 17 where he prayed that the church would be one even as he is in the Father and mm-hmm. the Father is in him and so God made us to be close to people uh, and to enjoy that 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 close fellowship uh, with one another and and so uh, pastors as humans, uh, should, uh, should expect this kind of close relationship, uh, this, this close fellowship uh, with others. Um, it's important for pastors to cultivate that not just because of their humanity, but also because of the nature of the task, the nature of ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you are going to have a lot of tough issues uh, that you will face, uh, tough circumstances that you'll face in local church ministry uh, that you should not uh, experience alone. Uh, you're going to have a lot of issues. Uh, say, for instance, uh, you'll have the sudden uh, crises of a of, you know a, a member that has had a car accident or a member that's had a heart attack or or uh, I can remember a um, a pastor. Uh, several years ago, who got the phone call that uh, one of the leaders in his church, uh, who worked at a at a factory, uh, there was a malfunction with one of the machines, and uh, he was struck with one of the pieces of the machine and died mm-hmm. instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one thing for the pastor to be there for the family in those moments, you know, to be there for uh, for his people in those circumstances, but who's there for him? yeah uh because he needs to process those things as well and and he has to you know uh, uh, to grapple with the things that uh, uh, that he's experienced not just in 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 uh, the sudden shock of, of of this happening in their uh, community among their fellowship but also just the sudden shock of him as a person losing a friend or him as a person having to be the words of wisdom or to be the comforter in that situation uh it's it's good for him and i believe it's necessary for him uh, to surround himself with good wise godly folks that are able to pour into him and and tend to his heart and his soul as well
0: Mm, that's good i want to switch focuses more towards you looking at your life and your ministry and ask how have some of your closest friends impacted you and your ministry
1: Well, I've got my crew, <laughs> my my folks. That uh, uh, some of my, of these guys uh, have, have uh, they and I go back all the way to college. Um, you know, we we lived in the dorms together, uh, and we've just stayed together. We've we've been best friends uh, through the years. Uh, several of them are pastors themselves now, uh, and have been pastors for a while. Uh, some of them are mentors of mine. Uh, where we've just kept in contact over the years, they've left an indelible mark on on my life uh, and not just on my ministry but on my life personally. Uh, I think about the conversations that I've had, you know in the moments where I've been worn and weary and uh, I just needed somebody to talk to. Uh, I know that I've had some friends where we've just we've just cried together. Mm um it's it's been really good to have uh, folks like this uh, and it, and really there it's no holes barred I mean they're, they're no uh, there are no rooms <laughs> uh, uh, left locked uh, for them uh, they you know can speak into my life, speak into my marriage, uh, speak into my parenting, speak into my my ministry uh, they they can speak into anything and I trust them. Uh, I trust their wisdom. Uh, it's not something that I, that I just kind of give to them, but this is trust that, that they have earned over the decades. Uh, and, yeah, they, they're the guys that, um, that have really shaped me, uh, shaped the way that I view ministry, the way that I view life. Uh, I, I can honestly say I would not be the same person uh, mm. if it weren't for them.
0: Wow. What a mark to be able to say that. Yeah, I mean, I, I recently reconnected with a group of brothers uh, that I served with in college, And, uh, you know, they had been on my heart over the past few weeks. And I I reached out to them uh, last week and said, hey, hey, guys, it's been a while since we've talked. Who who would be down to do a Zoom call tonight? Hmm. Uh, And, and, you know, I was expecting some to say yes and some to say no. I mean, you know, life. Um, But everybody was there. They made the time. They were present. Uh, I was thinking this phone call would be, or the Zoom call would be 45 minutes or so, and it it turned into a two-hour call. I love it. Uh, You know, we spent a lot of time catching up. We spent a lot of time encouraging one another. uh, And we spent a lot of time in in amazement at what God has done in each of our lives since college. You know, at at one point, we were all serving in ministry in the same city, uh, in the same location, and, and now we're just all over the place. We have... Uh, a brother who's in Texas, uh, we, have, uh, we have some in North Carolina and in Mississippi, and, and uh, you know, I've seen my best friends grow up into be, being dads now, having kids, and, mm. and some are newly married, and, and some have recently taken church positions, and there's others that are serving in, in other fields, uh, uh, but we were all just in this, this time letting each other know how formative those years were to us and how grateful we were for one another. And that conversation ignited a chain of communication, which we're even using today, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it has been so timely, uh, especially the, over the past week. Because as we've started this chain, uh, it's been difficult—a very difficult week that we're coming out of. That that many of us in this group were were facing a lot of challenges and trials. And uh, this group has just been an opportunity to encourage and pray for one another and check on one another. You praise God for that. You mm-hmm. praise God that you have these brothers sure. that, that can do that. Yeah. Um, you know, when you have close friends, you have one of the greatest weapons at your disposal, mm-hmm. one of the greatest weapons at your side. Um, and I can say with absolute confidence that these brothers have impacted me in some of the greatest ways. Uh, it's like uh, two runners, like if we're using kind of an illustration, two runners are participating in a marathon, uh, and the finish line is, is, is directly in sight. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, one racer's legs give out. And the other racer has a clear path to victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead of, of, of carrying on and, and taking it, taking the, the win, uh, the, the runner stops, turns around, picks up the other runner, yeah. and carries them across the finish line. Yeah. Good friends carry each other's burdens. Good friends point one another to Christ. Absolutely. It, it's, it's not about what can I get out of this person. It's about how can we encourage and push one another to finish the race well.
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it, and, and you're absolutely right. Uh, it, it's your true friends are the ones who love you to Jesus. Yes, and and they're there with you through the through the struggle, through the hurts, you know, through the. Uh, the valleys and so on, and they're folks that you can you know you can hang with, you know, folks that you you enjoy life with. Uh, it, you know, think about what Paul said in in Romans twelve. Uh, he also reiterates it in First Corinthians twelve. Uh, I, I really take this as true friendship and and true community. Uh, this is this is the kind of bond that that the Lord has. Uh, and, and is cultivating uh, among us that we are able to rejoice with those who rejoice and we're able to weep with those who, who weep. We share each other's joys. We mm-hmm. share each other's sorrows. And, and if, uh, if you don't have brothers like that, uh, then pray and plead. Uh, Not just that you would have folks that could join in your joys and join in your sorrows, but people that you can join into their joys and into their sorrows as well. And you're doing life together. You're growing together. You're learning together. You're struggling together. Uh, This is the way that God designed even for your life to be Pastor.
0: And you get to experience that joy of exactly what you talked about, where you can be outside of the room. You cannot have talked to a person, this person, in six months, mm-hmm. and the second you see them again, you 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 start off right where you left off. Yeah, and and man, that's such a that's such a gift from God. Yeah, absolutely. To be able to experience that. Absolutely. So, you, you know, you talked a little bit about friendship qualities and things in the scriptures. I would love to hear some other good examples mm. of friendship that we find in the scriptures.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, you have the classic examples of, uh, say, uh, David and Jonathan uh, in 1 in Samuel. Uh, they just had such a bond, uh, such a, a love for one another uh, as, as brothers, um, which is a very interesting situation because Jonathan uh, was biologically the heir to the throne. Uh, But the Lord selected David to be the heir to the throne. David would be uh, the successor to Jonathan's father, uh, Saul. Uh, And yet there's no sign at all in 1 Samuel uh, that that was uh, uh, a bone of contention for them. Uh, rather, Jonathan loved David, and David loved Jonathan, and uh, they, they really uh, had uh, a close, close friendship, even to the point that Jonathan uh, went into a covenant with David where David had to promise, he had to swear, that uh, once he became king that he would not uh, uh, harm uh, any of Jonathan's uh, descendants, uh, any of Jonathan's children. And sure enough, David lived up to that promise mm-hmm. with uh, Mephibosheth yeah. uh, in Second Samuel. And so here's Mephibosheth uh, where he is, you know, this is the line of Saul. And it is the custom that the king... You know, uh, if this king is coming from another family, he executes the previous family, the previous royal family, and David allowed Mephibosheth a seat at his table, and he took care of him, uh, as it seems to the, uh, all the way to his death. And so, uh, David was faithful to the promise uh, that he had uh, that he had given to uh, to Jonathan. So that's one very clear example. Uh, but there are so many other examples in the scriptures of of friendship. I'll, I'll just focus on on one and that's the Apostle Paul uh, notice with Paul uh, the love that he has for the churches and the love that he has for uh, for specific uh, guys in ministry so think of Timothy think of Titus uh, you could even mention Silas uh, I mean how many guys could you go on a mission trip with get arrested while you're on the mission trip and while you're in prison, Y'all are singing praise songs together. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) This is Paul and Silas in Philippi in Acts 16. Uh, They're sitting there praising the Lord, singing worship songs, you know, while they are in jail uh, in Philippi, uh, which was not their home. They're on mission uh, and all of this. And you say, what in the world is going on here? Except that you say that there's just a bond that they had uh, in Christ and a bond that they had in the mission of the gospel uh, that they could sing together while in prison. Uh, you think about how he talks about the churches uh, that have uh, as he's writing letters to them, and you hear his his warmth and affection for these churches. Uh, you know he calls them my joy and my crown he says you know these are the ones that i uh my beloved my, the ones that i long for uh and and so forth you you see over and over and over again these examples uh where paul developed good strong bonds with the uh, with the believers uh that he uh that he was around and that he met and even when he was far away from them he would still want to catch up with them and so on uh not just because he was uh, the apostle, and these were the churches that he cared for, but uh, it seems clear that there was a friendship and a bond that he had created with, yeah. these, uh, with these believers all throughout the world, and so that was really special. And of course, uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about our Lord himself. Uh, as the Lord Jesus talks about the disciples and he says, you know, no longer do I call you, uh, I believe it was, no longer do I call you my servants, but now I call you my friends. Mm. Uh, and to think that we have a friend in Jesus. We we used yeah. to sing songs like that. <laughs> yeah. um, and, we, and I'm sure there were some who, who probably thought that it was a, a, a little on the You know, um, uh, warm and snuggly side. You know, to be talking about Jesus as your friend, but stop and think about how profound that is. That the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords would look at us and say, "You're my friends."
0: Yeah, I was actually speaking with a brother with my my group of friends uh, earlier this week, and I was just telling him that. You know, it's so good to have someone in the trenches with you. Mm. But even if you don't have that type of friendship, we have someone always in the trenches with us yeah. in Christ.
1: Yeah, and and it's just, it is so amazing, uh, and 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 profound that. Uh, that the one who sits at the right hand of the Father <laughs> says, "Yeah, have you met my friend uh, Brandon? Have you met my friend Ron Jor? And I mean, it's just what? I mean, this is this is amazing. This is uh, the kind of relationship that the Lord Jesus wants to have. Uh, with his people, that, that we would have friendship with him. Of course, James would talk about that. You know, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Uh, and, and, of course, he's saying that expecting that we would want friendship with God. Uh, if that was available, and it is, why in the world would we turn that down? So, uh, So even the relationship that the Almighty has with us is characterized in the scriptures as a friendship. Uh, so, yeah, uh, there there are tons of examples in the scriptures of, uh, of, of friendship, uh, not just friendship between us, you know, uh, but also friendship that we have with God as well uh, through our Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Mm, that's good. How can pastors who are friends, because I feel like this may be more of an issue for those serving in ministry, a temptation for those serving in ministry. Mm-hmm. How can pastors who are friends prevent unhealthy competitiveness mm. and envy from seeping into their friendship.
1: Mm. Well, uh, the simple answer is uh, you got to die to self. You have to die to self. I think that we have a problem uh, I, I don't know I, I doubt that it's unique to our culture but but it definitely is prevalent in our culture, uh, especially as you mentioned Brandon earlier about uh, different um, social media, uh, uh, and and just all the phenomena with you know surrounding that uh, that we've redefined friendship. Mm. I think I think one of the core uh, redefinitions of friendship is that we look at friends as people who are here to affirm us. Uh, and, and, and that's at the core of friendship, you're here for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe I'll, I'll, you know, throw your bone here or there, but, but really you're here for me. Yeah. Um, you're here to like me. You're here to affirm me. You're here not to judge me. You know, you're here for me. So when somebody talks about what's going on with them and the ways that God is moving in their lives, if that's not also happening to me then I'm feeling some kind of way yeah. uh, because this is about me. <laughs> well, that, my friends, is not a true friendship. Uh, that's not what friendship is. Friendship is not uh, uh, primarily a, a self-affirmation aff- uh, uh, trip. That's not what this is about. Uh, rather, it's an opportunity for you to give of yourself to another person uh, it's an opportunity for you, as our Lord did, to lay down your life for another. Mm. And and if I am, if 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 I'm if my friendship is premised on me uh, laying down my life for another, uh, then their joy becomes my joy, mm. and their sorrow becomes my sorrow. Uh, so when I hear the successes that's going on in others' lives, there's something about that that is so. Um, invigorating for me because that's what I was after in the first place yeah. you know I wanted to see them succeed I wanted to see them grow I wanted to see them uh, experience the blessing and the favor of God and so when that happens praise the Lord not well why isn't it happening to me yeah, yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> so you've got to you've got to reorient and and I mean we've said it a few times and I think we've we you know it doesn't hurt to say it again uh, we need to develop biblical uh, uh, understanding a, a biblical understanding of what friendship is. Yeah, uh, and we need to you know set aside uh, this worldly understanding of friendship that's much more about me than it is about me giving myself away.
0: No, that's very helpful. I, yeah I think one of the best defenses for temptations like unhealthy competitiveness and, and envy, Uh, from seeping into a friendship is developing and deepening a real sense of love for the other person. Absolutely. Uh, When you truly love a friend, uh, you're going to rejoice when they rejoice. You're going to grieve when they grieve. You're not going to constantly measure yourself against their successes or or comfort yourself with Mm -hmm. their losses. Mm -hmm. No, you're going to feel the weight of their weight. Yeah. You're going to be there to help them shoulder it. Uh, That's a friendship to me. Mm -hmm. That's that's a friend. That's somebody I would want in my corner. Uh, Someone who looks at me, sees the ugly, and is still there encouraging me and pushing me towards Christ. Uh, And that's something the Lord has blessed me with over the years with my group of friends. Uh, Shout out to the squad if they're (laughs) listening. But but also through you, brother. I mean, uh, one of the challenges to being uh, in this particular group is that we're all over the place. Yeah. And it is so good to have someone that you so appreciate there with you in person who can put their hand on your shoulder when you're Mm. crying, who can understand uh, the weight of what you're going through in life, but they can also cheer you on as you're moving forward in life and in Christ. And so, uh, so, so, so grateful for that.
1: Mm, Thank you very much. And I I know that you've been there uh, in particularly low seasons uh, for me as well. Uh, different, different moments where, uh, I've, you know, I've, I've told you before, you know, I've had those seasons where, you know, I just am not feeling anything, yeah. you know, I uh, don't want to see people, don't want to talk to people, you know, uh, those seasons come and, uh, and you were there to encourage me during those, uh, those moments as well. And so, yeah, yeah. Uh, you've been definitely have been a brother for
0: me. And the bromance moment is over. <laughs>
1: uh, I was waiting for Sarah McLaughlin or something <laughs> yeah, to start playing.
0: Our wives are probably gonna gonna really uh, hound us for this one, uh, man. Um, well, that will do it for today. We want to thank you for listening to another episode of Pastor Matters. Uh, if you enjoyed today's conversation, consider leaving us a review. As always, it is our mission at the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership to equip and encourage pastors. And I hope we've done that today in this conversation.
1: And as always, my brothers, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain.